Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm, I'm going to just ask a little question about Tijuana. We haven't got to Tijuana yet, and I'm going to... This was sort of... Oh, I think there's no way yeah, this we're, is, this we're is, doing any of the other triple bangers. Well, this is sort of... <laughs> now, this isn't another triple banger. This is sort of an extra part of that question. Uh, these are things no one has said after going to Tijuana, and I want you to uh, tell me which one your favorite is, okay? Things no one has said uh, after going to Tijuana. Uh, Best honeymoon ever. <laughs> okay. Somebody uh, has said that. You think so? Okay. Yeah, but it was uh, when they went and they woke up and the woman that they hated but forced them to marry them because of terrible criminal circumstances in her family ended up dead. Like then in the morning, he's like, she's dead? This is the best honeymoon ever. <laughs> I went too far for not enough. That's what that's called, everybody. That should be the name of uh, a CD or a DVD. Too far for not enough. I like that. It's the name of my autobiography. Write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things no one has said after going to Tijuana. Uh, it was even better sober. That's it. Uh, uh, hand sanitizer? No thanks. I... It's the second one, to be sure. Well, but there's, there's actually 20 of them. Well, then let's hear the other 40. <laughs> <laughs> I did something I was really proud of in Tijuana. <laughs> okay, should have cut that one. <laughs> the problem is I overindulge with the writing, and then I have to do them because I get curious if people might like them. Can I go back to the hand sanitizer okay. one? Yeah, yeah. The second one. What's the second one? It that's was even better one. sober. That's the best one. But then the next okay. one I think would help if it was rhyming. So it's either it was even better sober or what's the hand sanitizer one? Uh, hand sanitizer? No thanks. It should be hand sanit sorry. Hand sanitizer? No thanks to sanitizer. <laughs> if it was that, I would choose that. It was even better sober is good, but hand because the way you say it, hand sign it. Hand San Diego, hand sanitizer, hand don't sanitizer. What do you mean, what? Do you think I understand anything I'm saying? It's ridiculous when everything is nonsense that I say it, then someone is like, hold on. (laughs) 
Um, okay, a few more uh, things no one's said after going to Tijuana. Uh, but a few more. A uh, few more. Uh, the tourists ruined this place. Um, oh, thank you. Wow, that was... I was sort of like, you hated it, and you're like, no, actually, we like it now. It was just there was three uh, Tijuana nationals in the yeah. back that are like, yeah, yeah fine. Well, we better support the tourism. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple more. Uh, here's things no one has said in Tijuana. It's right near the library. Uh, uh, okay, here's the last one. Um, things no one has said in Tijuana. Do these stuffed animals come with drugs in them, or do I have to put them in myself? <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to close with that. That's what's beautiful about having 20 more. I can just keep going. I think what I think is interesting is so. How many weeks it. are you staying? <laughs> so no one only, no one ever stays more than one day, do they? I think I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I people rave about this place on Yelp. <laughs> there we go. Done. There we go. Oh. Wow, you guys gave me a heart attack. Oh, a slave to, I went to Tijuana to do research. He was there for jokes. three weeks. <laughs> Have you been there? Nothing good happens there. I think, yeah, I've been there. Not nothing good, you know. I, mean, I, I feel so fond. I feel so like loving towards San Diego because this is where I came. I snuck into my first Super Bowl here. Really? Yeah, at the time it was uh, Jack Murphy Stadium, which I guess is called... Uh, is it still a Qualcomm? Those of you don't know, how many people have never heard the podcast? My round of yeah. applause. Anybody? So yeah, Cash can sneak into a lot of places. He snuck into hundreds of events right. over the course of his life. And that he was snuck my first. into a Super Bowl. No, right. He just snuck in here. Right, and this, this was my first Super Bowl. And we drove, my friend and I said we were looking at colleges. Uh, in uh, the Tijuana area and uh, we were really good students and our parents were like go and so we got in the car and we drove what eight or ten hours from the Bay Area and our only intent was to sneak into the Super Bowl and we get there and there's this old man uh, sort of we walk around the stadium like six times we're like this is going to be tough we're not going to be able to sneak into this this is brutal and then we finally saw this guy sort of sitting against this fence and he was uh, doing something behind his back and to this day, I've never uh, done any sneak-ins or any uh, things are defaced or, uh, you know, there's no wire cutters. But this is the only time this guy, uh, behind his back, he, was, he had uh, Bronco paint on his face. He cut a hole in the fence. And we walked over to him. He's like, hey, you guys. And, uh, and then this old man came over who had snuck into every Super Bowl. And, uh, he was like a 65, 7-year-old man. He snuck into the Superdome in a laundry cart. He, he started like some Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was the Obi-Wan He walked over. This is a, a sh- I swear to God, he walked over. He goes, it looks like this is the spot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And he started telling us these stories about you know, how he had snuck into every Super Bowl. He went into the Superdome in a laundry cart, all this stuff. What? And he had this younger woman Wait, with him. He went into the... Uh, in a laundry cart? Inside a laundry cart. He had all these amazing stories. He was an inspiration to me. Um, I mean, I've never met anyone like him. It makes me just feel so happy that San Diego is so I special to me. I can't believe that this is real. Yeah, this is all real. And so then he was with this woman. I'm trying it's to just like, listen, listen. Yeah. The Obi-Wan Kenobi of sneak yeah. came up to me. He's like, I stuck into the 82 Superdome yeah. in a laundry cart. It was really special to me. And I'm like, this, none of this seems real. He's like, you yeah, know, but it is. So... <laughs> Because I think I told, told the story on another podcast, but I, 
Um, no, it is real. It's just insane to me that some elderly guy with crazy. a white beard is like, well, I see you found your way into this Super Bowl. Yeah. In 1962, I was inside of a dust bowl in Kansas and we passed off as a housing unit for potato salad in the 1934 World Series. <laughs> So, so he's got this lady with him, and she's got to be 30 years younger than him. She's probably like 35, all right? And he's like 65. And we snuck under. I went first, and we snuck under this one fence and under a second fence, and then we climbed to the top of the stadium. And I'll never forget just hanging on the top of the stadium. Because it had these like uh, temporary bleachers that we climbed up, and we kind of used those as like monkey bars, climbed to the top. And we found out later that's not how the old man got in. Uh, he, he wasn't able to make the climb. So we saw him at halftime. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. His life is just casually folklore. Yeah. <laughs> well, this gets better. So, I, so we see him at halftime. So we, we managed to hang there for a while because there was a security guard right on the other side. And we just waited. We were just hanging there. And then the security guard walked away and we jumped over. And we were in the Super Bowl. And we, you know, it was an amazing experience. And we see this guy at halftime. We're like, oh, my God, how did you get in? It was like, a, you know, like breaking out of prison, I would imagine, and seeing someone in, in uh, Tijuana. So uh, <laughs> we were breaking to into a sporting event. Yeah. And we see him. And we're like, where's your uh, girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, she didn't make it. <laughs> And then, and then I'm like, oh my god. And he had a beer in his hand. He took a sip. He's like, she knew the risks. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's great. And how did he get in? Do you know how he got We in? don't know. I still, I'm, I don't know. To this day, you're like, how did you get in? He's like, <laughs> that's a story for the 2034 Wimbledon. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> I love this new character of yours. You can play this guy. You can play this guy. If we make a movie about this guy that snuck into every Super Bowl, uh, you could play the part of it. You, you're doing a good job. I have the voice for it. Yeah. I sound like I was a blues singer in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Anything I'm doing that's like vaguely referential to something that requires. Any kind of mental acuity, everyone in here is like, Jesus, dude, it's fucking 11.30, it's Wednesday. We came fucked up, and we're currently getting fucked up. So talk about the 1800s some other time. Let's make our way to how your dick looks like a grindcore band. But even that had to be absurd. I'm sorry. All right, yeah. Move on. Let's do the form. Okay. Okay. Triple, this is a triple banger lightning round. Question two. Question two. And these triple bangers, they go quick. Trust me. Uh, things you wouldn't find a great man bragging about. Okay? Uh, things you wouldn't find a great man bragging about. He once rode a donkey into the Grand Canyon. He has the high score at Donkey Kong. Or he co-starred in a donkey show. I think that's number one. Right? That's and Doggy in the Grand Canyon, that's kind of hard. He's like, you know what? That is a weird woman bragging, though. Hey, you know what? He may be kind of brash and boorish in public outings, but I'm going to tell you, everybody else took a horse into the Grand Canyon. He rode a donkey. And some people ride a donkey down. I know, I yeah. did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I took the donkey. Fuck it. <laughs> 
I took the donkey, but no one is like he co-starred. At least be like he starred in a donkey yeah. show. Yeah. That just means he played second fiddle to the donkey's dick. Well, look, next time you think that humanity has like advanced in some meaningful way, I think you need to remember that there are still donkey shows. Okay, and until that stops, no, no. And next time, uh, we have not progressed as a species. And, and here's me. And next, next time you're thinking about how much humanity has progressed as a species... And then you immediately think about donkey shows? You're part of the problem. You just said exactly what I said, except funnier. That's why I love having you as a guest. You can rephrase something sort of funny and make it twice as funny. Now, this guy, you're a genius. That's why you're here for the World Podcast Cup. Well, we're trying to get these penalty kicks, and for me, that's any time you don't finish a triple banger in half an hour. Okay, next one. Now, I know you're going to spend some time. This is a triple banger lightning round. Question three, question three. Question number Uh, three. I I know you're going to spend some time in, uh, in New York. Uh, in the next two or three months. Uh, in, in fact, this might be our last episode for a little while until we can figure things out. Um, and they're going to do... Apparently, they were so impressed with some of your uh, acting work. That sounded foreboding. Huh? So, no, we're going to keep figuring out episodes. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm there just saying... Like, I felt some young woman in Nebraska, Lincoln, going, wait, what? <laughs> then she stopped immediately because she was in the middle of a robbery where she killed three people at a Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> you want it to make sense? You say it. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. That's such a re- reverse heckle. That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> you want something to make sense? You say it. <laughs> I want to hear a comedian say that. Just close with that. Then throw the mic down and get off stage. Just like, that's the end of your set. That's your final show. I think that is my closer. Uh, That's the funniest thing. That's the best. Okay, the show peaked right there. Right there in the triple banger. Okay, so you're going to be in New York. And uh, you say it. Um, um, she knew the risks. She knew the risks. Um, okay, so you're gonna. Apparently, Broadway is uh, knocking on your door because uh, they've seen your work and they've 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 sort of super, they've done some new Broadway plays. Uh, just looking for you. through the window. Which one would you be interested in doing? Looking through the window. Well, uh, these are new ones. Oh, okay. Okay, these are new Broadway plays. That TJ, which one would you want to uh, star? Looking through the window. Okay. <laughs> Which one would you want to star in? Uh, the first one's called... These are new uh, Broadway plays. They're going to write just for you. Uh, the first one's called uh, The Donny Brook of Mormon. I'll do it only if it's called The Donny Brook of Mormon. Okay. Uh, the second one's called uh, Full Body Release over Broadway. <laughs> Then there's uh, that requires yes yeah. everybody has umbrellas in the yeah. front couple of rows. Laidler uh, on the roof. Yeah, I do Laidler on the yeah. roof. Yeah. Just a guy who's like throwing handles into yeah. the street, going add a handle to anything that becomes a ladle. <laughs> uh, um, 
The next one's called uh, Beauty and the Nancy Grace. Oh, we found a pocket of Nancy Grace fans. No, I think that was almost called Doctor. She is uglier than sin itself. She looked like a dog shit, a human hand that picked up other dog shit in a plastic bag made of shit and pushed it into itself to become a greater, larger piece of shit. Uh, You guys are upset about that one. That was almost called uh, Dr. Nancy Grace and Hyde. So, uh, okay. Um... (laughs) But I know, you know, this one, though, I think, uh, this one, the next one is uh, The Lion King 2, uh, Fuckin' and Truckin'. <laughs> I like that one. I'm yeah, done. I thought you'd like that one. The Lion King 2, Fuckin' and Truckin'. Um, this, hey, uh, hey, uh, fuck I got a truckin' license. <laughs> They say go big or go home on these ones. I've been going fairly small and stink, sticking around. <laughs> Should have just said staying around, but sticking around was better, and I started editing the little word, and you know what? Fuck it. The Moon Wizard King and I. <laughs> the Moon Wizard King's speech. <laughs> The moon wizard, all the king's men. A funny thing. The moon wizard, lion king. It's a movie about a wizard from the moon, but he don't come home now, because he's still living the moon. Simba. We're going to move it on. Looking through uh, the window. Looking through the window. That's, that's a good one. That's the musical I'd be in. Looking through the window. Den- Denver boys hanging and dangling. <laughs> Rent to own. <laughs> the sound of the extended play Looking EP. through the window. <laughs> looking through the window. I'm looking through the window at what could be what might be? Is it me? Is it ye? Is it possibility? When I'm looking through the window, am I looking at me? That's, that's a musical I'd be in. Looking I feel like it window. needs a little falsetto. Looking through the window. <laughs> Looking through the window. You wrote, uh, the primary aim of existence uh, is to release your anxiety about death. Once that is finished, life begins. And then a little bit later you wrote, um, sometimes 
Everyone pees in the sink. <laughs> but not all at the same time. So it's sort of, that's what I love about your tweets. You know, you, you really... But that's, both of those things are you really, true. Yeah. Read the first one again, just one yeah. more time. The primary aim of existence primary is to release your anxiety about death. release your anxiety about death. Once that is finished, life begins. Once you do that, then you can begin living. You stop worrying about dying. And then, now read the next mm-hmm. one. Sometimes, everyone pees in the sink. It's true. But not all at the same time. That would be so insane. <laughs> if everyone peed in the sink all the time. It's true that sometimes people pee in the sink, always. Hey, no. <laughs> no, but, you know, so both are equally true. It's just... Did you just say, hey, now? Oh, then now she's leaving again. She's like, first it was how he looked, and now it's how he sounds. All right, I don't and that's remember. a deadly combo. You wrote, yeah, these, yeah. I like these two tweets. You yeah. wrote, most of my thoughts for the last 48 hours have included Snickers ice cream bars. Mm-hmm. And then we, after our later show, you wrote, check that. I thought of nothing but Snickers ice cream bars for the last 48 hours. Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> Hashtag, I have a problem. Well, we went, uh, after our Portland show, uh, we went out. That was so fun. You're really fun to party with. It's, you're fun to, you're to, fun to hang out with, with I should it's say. Fun it's it's just fun to Thank you guys for coming to the show. Yeah, tonight. thank you for it's coming tonight, to too. We went to, uh, we went out in Portland and we, we quickly found ourselves at the hotel uh, market. And, you know, the market wasn't really things you'd buy at a market. There were no, like, uh, you know, oranges or, or bananas or grapes. It was mainly just uh, candy and uh, chips. And we managed to, I don't know if you realize this because we put it on my tab, uh, we managed to eat. <laughs> We managed to eat in one evening uh, over uh, $70 worth of food uh, at the market, uh, primarily uh, Snickers ice cream bars. Well, they and call it a fresh market. It's not. Nothing is fresh. It's just, it should be called the Hyatt convenience store. And, but we went in, and I, Cash had never had a Snickers ice cream bar, ever. In his life, yeah. Do you, do you feel as some of you have never thought about this, but when I said it out loud, everyone's like... Wait, what, he hasn't? Because <laughs> it is yeah. so delicious, so good. It's amazing. But, so here's the deal. He'd only have Snickers his entire life. Yeah. And then here I am saying, oh, there's a Snickers ice cream bar. It's better than the Snickers. And he, of course, is like, fuck that. There's like chance in hell. Snickers is still, it satisfies. <laughs> what could be better than that? And yeah. so I said, I go, look, you, this is satisfaction. Get ready to feel overly sad. I forget what I said. It wasn't funny. But what I did say was try this. And I, I that was an amazing moment. That it was I got an amazing to evening. You your first yeah. Snickers ice cream it was, I'll never forget it. I mean, it was, uh, I, was I was a virgin uh, before that. And you popped my cherry. Not yeah. something that he said to me then, and not something I wish he had just said just now. <laughs> but no, really though. And then we discussed I like to see a the pros and cons yeah. when they eat. Yeah. If you guys remember the first time you ate it, and you're like, "What? Delicious." Because here's my theory: nougat is heavy. Okay, it's dense. And if you eat a Snickers bar, it never doesn't feel like some sort of like a little bit of a gut bomb. It's just a little heavy. Nougat wants to be vanilla ice cream. That's the only reason Milky Way still exists. Oh, trust me. I'm thinking about this shit. 
the only re- the only reason Milky Way still exists is because the nougat is creamy and it's most of, most of the candy bar is nougat, peanuts, and caramel and chocolate is too much. So people with Milky Way, it's mostly not to be, but girls mostly eat Milky Way. There's not a lot of guys who are like, "Fuck yeah, man!" I just, I just tear into a. It's not like a Slim Jim. You're like, I just tear into a fucking Milky Way after a hard day of work. Yum! It's like just biting into clouds. But so the Snickers ice cream bar, the ice cream is what you want. It's perfect. It's cold. People yeah. freeze Snickers. It's a, it's perfect. And Cash, when he ate it for the first time, you he was like, "What the fuck?" Like I'm sure it was. You remember when you were a baby and the first time you have heroin? You just, I'll never forget that moment. But did you? you it was amazing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was amazing. Is it better than Snickers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact. Snickers is horseshit compared <laughs> to the Snickers ice cream bar, you know? Um, and, you know, we discussed every food, the pros and cons. We went, we, we spent probably two hours just you know, maybe eating uh, at the market there and going pros and cons with every single thing we were going to eat. There's a lot but, of discussion uh, about savory versus sweet. There's a lot of discussion about what, what uh, order you should do that. I had a brief moment where I was really angry and yelling. <laughs> about how sweet tarts are an essential component of an entire evening. That, do you even remember that? Yeah, I felt differently. Yeah, yeah and, and It's the only type of candy or food, it's the, it's the palate cleanser that's like, wake the fuck up! It's not sorbet, it's just like, it can be tart and it can be sweet! It reminds you of what human ingenuity can do. Sorry, keep going. No, that was it. Right. My favorite part was right at the end of the evening, you kind of turned to me and you go, you know, we talk about birdbath conversations, but maybe we should have Snickers ice cream bar conversations. And, uh, those, those that's a conversation, conversation that leads to some real realizations. Real stuff. Because here's the thing. Yeah. And then I, listen, I want us to move on, yeah. and I apologize, yeah. but I'm going to say this right now. If Snickers ice cream bars didn't have to be refrigerated, then Snickers bars would become extinct. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, hey, you just said it. You just said it right. Thank you. Good night. And now, look, I'm I'm married. Okay, so I don't want you to question me through this process. First of all, you really fucked up because you didn't ask me for my blessing. Apparently, you ask everyone else. I I asked a couple of people to ask you. No, it never but got around them, to me. Well, none of them knew you. You know, they weren't even acquaintances. I found about this out about this whole thing on Twitter. So I'm, from, okay, I'm already a bit pissed off. From Jonas Polsky, right? Jonas Polsky tweeted something. That's how I found out you are betrothed. Well, it's betrothed. It's actually, betrothed. 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 Nah, it's definitely not betrothed. There isn't a world where it's betrothed. <laughs> you know, I said that wrong on purpose. I don't think which so. Which is dangerous. I did, actually. Which is dangerous with you, because I say enough no things wrong. No one will believe that. I, I know. I say that enough things Tweet wrong. me if you believe he's telling the truth. I know that he isn't. No, I, I you know, I, I always, on stage, I'll often say, uh, I don't know a lot about, uh, instead of geography, when I talk about a place, I'll say geology. And I'll say it wrong on purpose. And uh, people actually just correct me. They don't laugh. So I probably shouldn't continue to try this. Where I say I, things wrong. Betrothed. I, I, I had a conversation Betrothed. with Kate recently. The bottom line is I found I out about I had a conversation your... with her recently about uh, if maybe all of the words that you're mispronouncing are the right pronunciation. Mm. 
and that only the ones that you pronounce in a way where people understand it are actually mispronunciations of words. Because that's how often you say things differently than human beings mm-hmm. have been taught to. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're trying to change the subject. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're talking about... I would like to go back to sleep. I'm glad you're talking with I was just sleeping in a room, in a bed, a beautiful bed. Yeah. With a beautiful woman. Not as beautiful as the bed. Yeah. You know, you always got to gauge that. Well, you have a strange thing. Your bed is shaped like a woman, which I think is strange. When you have a one-night stand, you've got to sort of assess that. You've got to say, look, is this woman more beautiful than my bed? Because if if the bed's more beautiful, just fuck that bed. Which is softer. Tell that lady to go home. Yeah, which is softer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As you you would say, exactly. I would say betrothed. (laughs) But I'm glad you and Kate... I would say betrothed. I'm glad you and Kate spend the time to discuss why I mispronunciate most words. I'm glad well, that's... She'll be... <laughs> she's one of those people that kind of, you know, we'll be at dinner or something and she won't stop talking about you. Yeah. So that's We'll talk tough. about yeah, that. Yeah, no, sure. There's I mean, a few things I'd to reveal. Bottom line, I found out you were getting married through Jonas Polsky on Twitter. That's but to not... Be fair, but to be fair, you didn't call me. That's not the you way... You hadn't been calling me every day saying, are you betrothed? Are you, bet- are you brote head? Which is, where you, which is where you get head from a bro <laughs> whose first name starts with a T. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so you weren't bottom really line is I'm happy loop. for you, and I want to help you through this. You almost blew it. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, See, you don't want to talk about that? I'll talk about it. TJ, uh, I almost blew the whole thing. He almost, I almost blew ruined it. the you entire wedding. Me Here, here's the least surreptitious text you okay. can send somebody. He okay. sent me a text that said, hey, we need to talk. Something like, has it happened? Also, is Kate around? Yeah. It's just, if she sees that text, I, I don't know what else she can kind of garner from it. Yeah. On Pete Holmes' podcast, I talked a lot about how not only did I put a lot into the preparation of making sure that um, she, she was completely surprised, but also that you taught me something that was really fun, which is to get into a huge fight before you, you do the proposal. Right. That way it comes as a surprise. And it's, well, it's also one of the few times you can get in a fight that is erased yeah. days later. It's gone. Yeah. It's been eradicated from her memory. Yeah, she now looks on it with fond with memories. fondness. Yes, remember that fun How fight else we can had. You do it. It's the best fight you'll ever have. I can't believe that you fought with me. And, and, the, and, and, and what the fight is about. You get the betrothment. Sure. Also, you get the the betrothment, but also you get the uh, makeup sex, which is even better. We did not do that. We both put makeup on each other. We sort of did a makeover with eyeliner and stuff, but we did not... uh, There was no makeup sex. There wasn't even engagement sex, I don't think. Mm, Interesting. I think we just... The moment it happened... You know, we had champagne. And did she just, jump in? Did she jump? Did she get air? Did she jump into your you arms? You did ask that before, and I, I what will say. What kind of air? What kind of clearance did you get? It wasn't a lot. Did she have dunked a basketball? She's, she's a ballerina, so she kind of, she went up on toes, whatever that's called, toe tip. The old toe tipper? The old tippity toe the old town. tippity toe town. And then sort of glided into me. Mm-hmm. Not did a lot she, of air, but I actually, so I jumped any hesitation? over her. I was so excited. Is I got any air. hesitation between the question and the Yes. Oh, yeah. By me. (laughs) I refuse to listen for seconds. No, I mean, once I started going down slowly, and I I thought, here's my my idea. I go, well, as I I sort of slowly let her realize that I'm getting down on one knee, 
I could see her sort of being like, no way, and yes, and all that stuff. But I got to say, I hit that knee, and I, just, hit, it I hit it wrong. No, I just hit it wrong. It wasn't hard. You didn't just, have pads? I had a tendon. I didn't wear pads. I should have told you. I wore shin guards. You need shin okay, I wore shin guards because I thought she too. would kick right for those when she said no. <laughs> But I got down on the knee and it just, I pinched a tendon and it fucking hurt. And I was like, why is this happening? Why am I thinking about this? <coughs> it was quite funny. <coughs> and then at the end, once it was all said and done, we all noticed that my fly had been open the entire time. So that's, that is the punchline of all punchlines. Well, lines. because it's, you try to make things perfect. As, as I told Kate, you try to make things perfect, as perfect as they can be. You try to make the proposal perfect, the moment perfect. You even orchestrate the fight. Beforehand oh, yeah. to make things perfect later. That's a cash and, the original. And yet, you there still is the uh, symbolic fly in the ointment, being your fly, and also being that the reason it didn't stay zipped up is I always put ointment on the the zipper to keep it uh, keep it greased. Well, this isn't a sticky zipper situation, is no, it? No, this is a smooth anointed zipper okay. situation. Because this is, you know, for those of you who don't know, the sticky zipper is when you uh, uh, you um, ejaculate in your pants with a girl and she doesn't know uh, that you've done so. That's right. It's just your little secret with your zipper. It's just you your sticky your zipper. zipper. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's zip it up. It's and it's a, a great courting tool uh, because you can seem really classy. You can go home and say, but you, you know, got, I usually don't kiss yeah, on the first date. But you still but go really, home with a sticky zip. You've got that sticky zip underneath. Yeah, you're still going home with a sticky That's zip. That's a little though. tip for everybody at home. That's a little but, tip for that sticky zip. Look, the, <laughs> a little sticky zip tip. Listen, <laughs> you, this is serious now. You're getting married. Yeah. And uh, you need to rehearse for the... And a lot of people save this for later. So I've brought over some things to help us rehearse. Um, I've got some I hope you've uh, written them for down. the rehearsal. I've got the. Uh, did you write them I down? Did. You're going to read them directly. I I've got Lady Dies Wedding. I've got that on tape. Lady, I've got a uh, VHS Diana's? tape of Lady Dies Wedding. But she she later died. She did, but we're talking wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. Okay, okay beautiful wedding. Okay, yeah. let's not live in the past. Let's live in the further past. Okay, <laughs> we, I've I've got the uh, DVR of the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's okay. also ended tragically. I'm, okay. I'm noticing a theme okay. even in these two. I've got uh, the Wedding Singer, a little more uplifting. Okay, Some and I've got a Dog Day Afternoon. That again doesn't even have okay. to do with the Dog wedding. Day Afternoon. It's, Just so we can still feel like men at the end that of this. Is more Just, of it's a more guy, for us to feel like guys. It's more of a guy kill, for us to maintain our manhood. Yeah, but he. Dog Day Afternoon. You've seen the film. Have you seen the film? <laughs> yes, I have. Numerous and times. It is about him uh, robbing a bank right. to get the money for his lover who right. needs a sex change. Right. Right. To become a woman. Dog Day Afternoon. In fact, I suggest we watch that first. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's very depressing. Can we watch The Wedding Singer twice? We can watch The Wedding Singer. We can do Wedding. We can watch The Wedding Singer, the sequel. Would No, there is. Is there? Legend. Of The Wedding Singer. Of The Legend Singer. And then the subtitle on that was, This Ain't No Moon Wizard. <laughs> I think I saw that one. Moon Wizard Rehearsal <laughs> to The Wedding Singer. Um, you're going to need to dress up for the rehearsal, so I'd like you to put on something. I, I, I didn't know you slept in a, a barrel, mm-hmm. but you're going to need to look good for your rehearsal. Well, what's nice is if you sleep in a barrel and you roll off the bed, you just keep rolling. Mm. Especially if, if there's water, if there's any kind of flood situation. Big wheels keep on rolling. Wearing a barrel to sleep. It's not 
no, 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 no. I did not want. I apologize to all the listeners. I did not want to bring him into this. Cash, stop, stop, stop. Cash, are we? Are you? Are you? I mean, I see the microphones. Are you recording this? I am. I'm married. I'm married. I'm recording this because I'm married, and I want to tell you some advice. First of all, for the for Most the rehearsal, people give advice yeah. rather than tell. I want you to. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Let the me advice. tell you about. Some I'm going to stick my advice in the inside your ear hole, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be lodged in your brain. Memorize. A lot of people memorize the vows. Um, that's great, but memorize her name. If you get that wrong during the ceremony, uh, it's really dark times ahead. That's all I'm saying. Storms are brewing. If I just say, that's what I'm saying. Storms say, are brewing. If I, if I even I'm reading, but I forget the name, and I go, I will love you forever, rhubarb. No, that's. Rhubarb, I, damn it. Ruby, little Ruby Barbar, <laughs> little Ruby Barbara. Uh, Get the name right. Here's what I was thinking. Okay. Tell me about this. Okay. Because I want some real advice. Okay. I want you to tell me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you your advice. This. I'm going to tell you. What about extemporaneous vows? I mean, you're the king. You are the best riffing comedian I've ever seen in my life. You even have something called extemporaneous in your yeah. lexicon of yeah. work. Yeah. What do you think about that? Did you go for it? Or yes, did you I did. Write you did? Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, we did. But wow. here's the thing. We didn't do them uh, publicly. What we did is I thought, I think there's something too much, too grandstanding about the vows in the first place. Oh, that's, I think it's grandstanding. I think it's between you and your, your betrothal. <laughs> I think it's grandstanding for you to use the word grandstanding. No, but I just think it's too, no one uses it's it. too grandiose to say to all your friends. Only so you would we be made a thing where, enough to use where what was going to happen is the, the guy, you know, they said uh, Cash and uh, uh, April, who is I remembered her name. Rover? We've they've they've written they've uh, they're ready Rubber. to give their vows and they've decided to do so privately and we stepped back and we extemporaneously gave our vows to each other. Now a lot of people don't know this part. I don't did even know if a, I should reveal did this. Did she have to a the, tough time that you were talking over her so much? <laughs> <laughs> Here's how my vows started. I said, "Let me tell you some advice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> betrothed. Yeah, betrothed. Uh, now we we uh, we did our vows and uh, the problem was. I think, yeah, I think, as I recall, the, the vows were extemporaneous, and... Um, you don't even remember. I don't remember exactly what was said. Right. I don't know how much I should reveal on that. How much do you keep private? We kept it private at the time, what happened uh, Why don't we do this? I, I think That's you, a cliffhanger you as the audience, I, I want you to really, all the listeners, everybody watching, that little bar go across their iTunes, you yeah. know, or their podcast app. Yeah. How honest do you think we should be, percentage-wise? Yeah. Should it be 80% keep honest? For... Should we be 70% yeah. honest? Don't be selfish in your answer. Yeah. But yeah, tweet us and really say, yeah. uh, we think you should be doing about, fi- keep 15% private on the podcast. Because yeah. it is important. I think one of the things I've always loved about your show and why I've loved coming on as a guest, when you have interrupted me in the middle of sleep, is that uh, you know it's pretty raw. It's pretty real. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's pretty real deal, Allie McBeal. Some, yeah, some of our some of our listeners know more about us uh, than our betrotheds do. I mean, I would say that. Kate, Zach, do you know Kate more about never... us than we know about ourselves? Sometimes someone will come up and say, "Remember when you said this?" And yeah, three say, people came our, up to me yeah. at the last gig that I did, and they said, "I know it's weird. We're part of the twelve and a half, which was amazing. That three of the three of the twelve and a half people that." Three Listen, of, came, yeah. but they they said we we probably know you better than than anyone else in the audience. Yeah, maybe you know we, we've we've listened to you 
but yeah, you're right. I mean, Kate's never going to know that, uh, you know, that, that you are, you put on sort of a sleeveless shirt to keep the temperature down. And, uh, when you took off those sleeves, you also took off any hopes that I had that you were wearing deodorant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that was painful honesty. You took both the sleeves and the hopes And the away. hopes away. <laughs> the sleeves and the hopes. Here's the thing. When they say you're allowed to kiss the bride, uh, here's, I found this out the hard way. Just kiss the bride. Don't kiss the uh, groomsmen or no. the bridesmaids. But... Why would you have? Where is that? Initiative? I thought I just just don't just it wasn't. Didn't but he work said well. you may kiss the bride. You're like oh, I'm going to do a few other things. Yeah, beforehand. I thought may like you can also kiss others. I took it the wrong way. I always thought he said you may kiss the bride now, and I I think I'm going to go. You mean can you kiss the bride? <laughs> and then I say. Hell yes, we won't go. Hell yes, we won't go. Big hips, no tits. Big tits, no hips. So you're, and then I go right in for the kill. If she's yeah. still there, she may have left by that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last Is there thing. ever a situation where it's appropriate to uh, shit in your hand and throw it at the minister? No, I don't see a scenario where that's... What well, if he says, you may kiss the bride and you may shit in your hand and That's throw a it bad out. minister. Now, you can add that. That's the thing. You can sort of make this personal to your experience and your okay. needs. You can tell the, uh, uh, the fellow that's marrying you that that is something you want added. Well, I mean, here's uh, another as thing. A, as is, a component of the evening. We don't, and i got to talk to her yeah. about this, but would you consider marrying us? Uh, yeah, I, I would consider that. Would you do it? Yeah. Would I you would wear a hat? That. I had a friend, Mary uh, April, and I. Yeah. Who's a comedian? Would friend. you have a funny hat? Yes, I would. I I have. Yeah, Could you just w- wear one of yours? <laughs> <laughs> Could you wear You're a tiny pope right hat? Huh? Would you wear a tiny little Vatican? I would hat? do what what was necessary. A little hatican. I would do what it takes to survive, <laughs> to kill. Period. Uh, my biggest problem. I would with eat you things that make a billy goat puke. Is that you'll you'll probably break off. To start going falsetto. Throughout the thing, no, no, and just, yeah, do your bits. You'll sort of go into the crowd a little bit. <laughs> who's, who's on the bride side? Hey, huh? who, hey, what do you do? Hey, where are you from? What's your spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> and that is a joke you will only get if you've seen Cash Live, which if you haven't, then you're really not leading the life that you hoped you would when you were a child. Do you now take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? Fellas? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ladies, take a break. Yeah, you just... Um, yeah, you know, I had a friend, Mary uh, April and I, he's a comedian friend, uh, Billy D. Washington, good guy, funny Freak guy, guy funny guy. Amazing, yeah. And uh, he did a great job. So, I, you know, of course I would consider that. Um, you know, if Jonas Polsky's not available. Um, here's another thing. You said that, and right now he's like, could it, will could it I? Be? Jonas, you can Jonas, you're the best. Hey, how about this? Don't flip any tables over until after the ceremony. I, uh, you don't want to throw what out. If the, don't, don't what if that's part of my vows? Don't start flipping tables. part of my vows? Don't start flipping tables. What if I'm going, guys? Save that for. I the, vow to flip a table before I kiss this bride. If we stay here, the party dies. See, and the then flip tables. You have, too and many, the you have too many cash phrases to do a full wedding ceremony without <laughs> coming in. And I, it, it might even be that you go. Uh, uh, you know, do you? Hey, garbage cock. Do Get you, over Rose Petal Pistol, take TJ, this man, to be? I do. Then I see the I do, and then you go. I now pronounce you, man. It shay 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 shay. Kaka kaka. 
You may now cus- you may now you may now custom fit the broad. <laughs> Taste it. I, I can see all of it. It's terrible. It's a horrifying nightmare that I think I've woken up into the reality that is more terrifying. Well, you got congratulations, man. I, I was excited to hear it. Well, thank it's, you. It's you know, really, uh... and I I think I think one of the greatest things about the proposal was, and you know, again, how much do we keep for ourselves? But I think. You have me on the show, and it's important for me to sort of be open and honest, and 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 I guess reveal some things that I I, I may not even reveal to my family because they certainly don't listen to your podcast. In fact, my father said once, if I wanted to waste my time, I'd use a shotgun, which didn't make a goddamn lick of sense. But I remember, and actually, this is a good segue. I remember. I just think one of the greatest things about the proposal is that moment. It was so much build up and I was so nervous and wanted it to go right. But that really that moment when I looked into her eyes and I said, you know, will you marry me? Will you Kate Corney become Kate Miller? And she looked down the the barrel of my pistol and shaking and quaking said, yes, that, that felt so authentic, so real and uh, the gun wasn't even loaded, and I haven't told her this yet. But I think that it was there was something about the way she said yes that implied like I know that this gun isn't loaded, and so. Mm-hmm. And then I made a joke about a shotgun wedding, and we just laughed and laughed, 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 laughed. And um, you know, I I'm just really, really glad there wasn't a misfire or the gun didn't go off because I think that would have ruined. At least part of the whole thing. Yeah, and it w- they wouldn't make it fun to talk about it right now either. He writes test, things test. that you can interpret many different ways because yeah. he's trying to actually make fun of the Bible. Yeah. So he's purposefully making it difficult to understand and have multiple interpretations. It's crazy. It's just crazy. You've been obsessed with him for a while, and it's, it's, it affects your thinking day to day. Right, I think so. I mean, I think the power thing is the hardest thing because he's so right and it's so alluring, and yeah. that's kind of what he's talking about. He's like, we all want to have this power, and so if you think about things in terms of power, then it's just really weird. It's really weird. I don't know. He's the best one, you know. I think even he sort of says, "I think I'm smarter than Socrates." And then have you heard the, if I told you the Socrates thing? How did Socrates respond? <laughs> Very quietly. He, uh, no, Socrates said, uh, somebody went to the Oracle of Delphi, which was like the main oracle in Greece. Okay. And they said, who is the smartest man of all? Who's the smartest man that's ever lived? And the, and the Oracle said Socrates. And then Socrates heard this because he was very famous in Athens. And uh, he was confused because he, the only thing he knew was that how little he knew, that he knew nothing. So he went to the Oracle himself. You have to wait for hours. People come from, and they come with, they come with, like, there's a story of how somebody, two people came from Delphi and one person sacrificed like a thousand oxen at the Oracle. Yeah. And they asked a question and then the Oracle said, uh, we cannot answer. And then the next guy came and he, he killed one chicken. And, and he said, uh, he asked a question. And at the end of it, he was like, can you answer my question? And the oracle said, yes, we can, because 
although that man, I forget his name, sacrificed a thousand oxen, they meant nothing to him because he was so wealthy. But this one chicken, you needed more than anything else. So we can't answer your question. And then they answered it. And then, like, you know, it was something that helped him and his family and the whole thing. And so Socrates went, and they, everyone said, you can go ahead of me, you know, because they all knew who he was. And he said no. And he never, he doesn't wear shoes, so he just sat in bare feet, like in the cold or in the hot, hot, whatever. And then uh, he got there and he said, um, how can it be true that I am the smartest man if I, I know nothing? And the oracle said, we cannot tell you, only you can answer that question. Sort of like we're... We we are we we don't know these answers. But don't you think all of this, on some level, is a cop out where where people are like, I we I know so. nothing, therefore I know everything, which means I mean I know I nothing. So, but Socrates, it's the other way around. It's I I must know everything because I'm the only one that knows that how I know little nothing. I know. Yeah. Well, I I think we're like. That's why I am so dumbfounded sometimes with people being the certainty of different religions, because. Oh, he hates dogma. Because I feel like, I feel like we're just we're ants on an elephant. Which, if you want to call the elephant God, that's one thing. But the elephant may be even oblivious to us that it has ants on it, or maybe not. But that's how that's how small that's how minuscule we are in the universe. Even more than that, we're ants on a dinosaur, really, or some other larger creature. Well, what I was perhaps say is Godzilla. We don't even we don't even understand the. Like Ionesco's big problem was he goes, if I can't comprehend the eternal, but I know that it exists, how can I expect to ever understand anything? It was bad well, news. Well, and, well let me and ask he you was, this. He was not a happy dude. Let me, let me say this, though. This is what maybe religion is, and this is what makes me feel better about different religions. Let's say you're an ant on an elephant, and some ants live near the tail. Other ants live near like the near the elbow. Some near ants, the, unfortunately, have to live near the butthole. <laughs> Um, I like also your conception of an elephant is having ants all over it. Okay. Uh, my elephant has ants all over it because we are multiplying uh, six billion of us, right? Yeah. So if you, let's say you live near the butthole. Okay. okay? Sure. And the butthole, uh, periodically, okay. Okay. periodically the elephant has some gastrointestinal problems and there's some flatulence. He's just an elephant like any He's other elephant. He's an elephant like any other elephant. Okay. <laughs> Those ants that live near that butthole will interpret that flatulence, and maybe uh, during the year or the week where he has more flatulence, that will be an, expe- uh, an especially stressful week. Well, it's like an, or, and those ants and like will interpret that flatulence and say, "This is, you know, we caused this, or we we caused these great explosions, yeah, smelly explosions near us." Then there's be yeah, more if we had, explosions. and I can understand why they think that. And here's the thing: the ants near the elbow are having an idyllic week, okay? Because right. the you know the the elephant's been swimming a lot. But here's the, the other bottom line: is thing these is, different religions could no all be ants? right. The, the, what if there are no other ants? What if the only ants are near the butthole, and all of them have different interpretations of these gastrointestinal difficulties? But there's no other ants, and then that elephant is one of a billion elephants. On a much much larger creature, that elf, those elephants being like ants on this bigger thing, and that thing is on a bigger thing, and it's, it's just it's really it's like the ending of Men in Black. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy that film, and that's what they were going for. Will Smith is charismatic. 
I am saying that there is a situation where every religion has some aspect of things right, where all the religions could be correct, and that's with the knowledge that uh, we live on an elephant. Uh, that's, what do that, you think? That's why you can't trust religions, because they all are saying that the other one is wrong. That would be okay if they all were like, well, and also these ones could be right. Some religions uh, accept or, or, or are comfortable with saying other religions could also be true. Some religions. Some, but only like Buddhism and Hinduism and... Cashism. Cashism. The ant on the elephant. Cashism. Elephant buttholeism. <laughs> Let's... You know what? We're going we're gonna to add this to the podcast. It'll be called The After Party. This right here was the after party. You know what? This was tickling the oracle. This was tickling the oracle. We tickled the oracle. We talked about a real oracle. Some ants on the elephant. Animal crackers. Auxiliary round. Not yet. Not Not the auxiliary style yet. Uh, Animal crackers. Practical living in the modern age. I can't wait till we get in the studio again and we can get all our sound cues. Sniggling the toracle. Animal crackers. That's Gay- when you snuggle and giggle at an oracle that only gives you answers about the Torah. Go ahead. Do you think that's going to make the list? I can't imagine. It's pretty convoluted. It's just, yeah, it's just, it isn't. Um, animal crackers. Gateway to carnivorism? carnivorism. Let's take that one from the top. Bill, can we back up the tape? Back it up. Back it up. Go one more time. All right, Cash. Again, this is the last time. We've had a tough time getting you to... To say the word subscribe. So let's just, uh, let's go for it. Yeah, let's do our mouth exercises. Here we are. Animal crackers. <laughs> gateway to carnivorism or gateway to carnism? Ah, I think carnism, right? I mean, it, the more you have those animals, they're very circus themed. You're headed towards working at a carnival. But you're yeah. also eating animals. They're yeah. made from meat. It is weird. There aren't any vegetable crackers. No. Or if they, there are, they're disgusting. Yeah, there's nothing shaped like a broccoli, but really it's candy. Yeah, and you know right? they used to call me in college. Broccoli cock? No. <laughs> Good God. What do you think? I went to a liberal arts school? Old animal cracker dick. <laughs> That's what they used to call me in college. What is that, a lion or a bear? I'm taking a bite either way. I feel like this is early in the episode for you to talk about your penis. Usually you save that. I think it's late in the day. It's tough for us to talk. You wake me up in the middle of the night. Look, I'm trying to throw you a bachelor party. You're trying to throw me a bone. (laughs) And it looks like a bear. (laughs) Look at this cake I got you. No one's going to jump out of it. This is a cupcake. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Are you allowed to t- give someone a cupcake and say, look, I bought you a cake? Well... Because it's a cup of cake. Look what's attached to it. And I hollowed it out. A swizzle stick. I, can't. I got you a ladle. Yeah, you're right. A cupcake... Now fill that cupcake up with the jello and get cup- to work. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to. Okay, I also have nougat. I could pour some nougat in there. You just have loose nougat? I have loose nougat all over. Yeah. You just, you brought some nougat? Yeah. I, I, I travel with it. Just in case. You know? Is it a travel size nougat? Well, I usually, I have, I have a canister of nougat in my, in the back of my, in my trunk. Nothing is more disgusting than a canister of something. (laughs) That's what I actually said to Kate. I said, I brought you a canister of ejaculate. Not a common gift. Not a coming gift. 
One more. Morgie Brin writes, uh, saying to someone she looks like a, quote, after photo, compliment or insult? That's a good one. She looks like an after photo? Yeah. Oh, I see the before and the after. I think it's, a, I think it's an insult. I think any time you're telling someone they did better, you're insinuating no, they were no, terrible no, before. No, no, no. I do. I don't like no, I think it's a backhanded compliment. Because the before picture could have been of someone else, which it often is. They Photoshop it. I think it's a backhanded compliment. What if it's a forehanded insult? <laughs> That's really what the question should be. Are backhanded compliments forehanded insults? <laughs> I do like that. Let's, uh, we got to go. The bus is here. Okay. TJ, wake up. TJ, the bus is here. Okay. Yeah. Any, any bus can be a party bus. Let me open your eye. Open your eye, Cyclops. Open your eye. Oh, my God. Ah! <gasps>